0: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire takes songs from a soundtrack of a movie that inspired him for some reason or another. And based on these selections that are played, Hard and I are supposed to gather clues and hints, breadcrumbs that lead us to the feature film of midweek movie music. Got it pretty early. Today it was Goonies. It's actually the anniversary of Goonies coming out. You said this weekend? No, today. Today.
1: Today. Actually, today. Today. nineteen eighty five. Um 1985.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know why I randomly was able to get the the second clue because I do It was Ario Speedwagon. You said? Yeah, Ario Speedwagon. I'm not. A, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of Ario Speedwagon. But I think most of these songs were done for this album. Yeah, I, I recognize this, for this movie. Yeah, I recognize the song though. I've seen Goonies. Man, I've probably seen Goonies 30 times. Yeah. No joke. And not, oh, not watch it, just on in some form or fashion. Yeah. It's just one of the, over the years, I mean, it's so damn old. Yeah.
1: I think I've seen it once when I was a kid. That was good enough. That was good, <laughs> it was good enough.
0: <laughs> I loved it as a kid, though. It was one of my favorite movies Well, when you kid. start, you go back and you look at kid. that
2: cast, you're like, wait a
0: minute. Yeah. All these people were no, in there? Like I said, one of them just won Academy Award. Yeah. <laughs> For it's For everything, so cool. everywhere, all at once. Yeah, uh, yeah was it Data was his name? Was, it, was that who he was? Yeah. Was it Data? Yep. Yeah, that's oh,
1: what
0: I think we were in our text sending. Yeah, the, the, the inventor, yeah, at the time. Always, yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. But thanks to my man, Patrick the Idillionaire, always hooking us up on a musically-themed day of the week, but it is midweek movie music. All right, um, a couple of stories before we get to preview in the NBA Finals, gentlemen. Let's get to this Chris Paul news first, and then we'll work our way through the uh, the rest of the, uh, the NBA news. There's actually another NBA topic I want to bring up before we talk Finals. But uh, hard you brought this up and it is a done deal seems everywhere now. Uh Chris Haynes has reported uh Chris ba- Chris Paul uh, plans to say he plans to play more years and he is being waived. Yep. Uh, by the Suns and he says or at least based on the report from Chris Haynes, um, he is looking to join a contending team. So he's not going to retire uh, based on uh, this new this move of them waving him. He wants to play. So, I guess the question is if you're the Phoenix Suns, where does he lead the Phoenix Suns first and foremost? And then where do we see CP3 landing in the NBA you know, multiverse? Well,
2: <laughs> where does he end up fitting? Phoenix Suns just got a Nick Nurse as their head coach. So his office. Phoenix is uh, Frank, Vogel. Frank Vogel. Vogel, 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 Vogel yeah. Yes, and
0: then the musical chair is tough yes, to keep up because Nick
2: Nurse went to like, uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, he went yes, to Philly. Yeah, he it's tough to, to keep up with Frank Vogel, this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you sit here and you look at Frank Vogel's mentality And he is one of those guys that he likes defense. you got to play defense for him, too. He likes to score because he's got KD and Booker. And what does this mean for DeAndre Ayton, too? Is he somebody that he would keep? Or would he try to go out and get another big man, try to work a trade here? For Chris Paul, I believe Chris Paul will end up going to Mm. San Antonio.
0: Really? The Spurs, I do. The, 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 it's, Spurs it's don't a, need Chris Paul, so
1: it's an option of. Yes. It, it always gets brought up that Pop likes Chris Paul. that it's a thing with a young with a young uh, you know star player that you'd have a guy that could work with him. I don't think that's what will happen because I think Chris Paul getting to make his own choice, and now that he's a free agent, so it's not so much. I think if it was a trade. It was more likely yeah. because the Spurs could basically eat his cap for a year, yeah, and just eat his cap and then let him go after a year. I think that made more sense then. Now he's probably going to try and go to a, a a bit more of a contender. Are he and LeBron finally going to play together? Uh, yeah,
0: the Lakers. That's a great question. That's a good one too. That's what I was going to bring now, up what this about is, the Lakers. This is
1: the other thing for Chris Paul though, because he is the head of the Players Association or was. I don't know if he still is. I know yeah, he, he, he was for many, was, many many years. I mean, yeah, uh, he can't really take a veteran minimum deal and right. do that because it's bad for players to
0: do that. It is bad yeah. for. Yeah. So
1: if you're the head of the Players Association you have somewhat of a responsibility to try and get somewhere close yep. to market value. Now, he can say his market value is a mid-level exception, and no one's going to question him. Hey, man, you're older, you're getting hurt a lot. Yep. You you can go there, and no that one's really going to mind you. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think he can go for that Lakers vet, uh, veteran minimum and try and just join up and win a ring.
0: I don't know if he can do that. Oh, he didn't run again. So he, he probably would have been elected, but he didn't run again. So I think like uh yeah like two years ago it says C J McCollum. Oh yeah, elected. that's right, C J McCollum. Yep. Too, um, yeah, that's so right. he, he but I think he would have won. He just I think he was tired of it. he was, yeah, yeah. He, he had the position but for that a long was, time. And I think there was part of it
1: too is he knows he's getting to that end of the career and what's best for the players' association and mm-hmm. what's best for his career are no longer in line. Right. I agree. with It's
0: that. good. Agree. Point. Uh, that's a good point. I, I think there I think there are a few teams actually that could use a CP three. I mean, it, used oh, to definitely. it depends on what the money is.
1: You know, yep. that's the thing is when you sit there and go, are we, you know, we just need a guy to come in. We saw what he did with Oklahoma City when Russell Westbrook left. Everyone was like, this team is going to be awful. And he was able to rally those young guys together and put together a decent season. Mm-hmm. He wants to
0: go to a contender, though. So you got No, I'm just the- saying, though, yeah. you can say you put him on a
1: team. Yeah. And let's say a Miami Heat. That's a lot that's uh, of If you say a Miami Heat and he's only making $10 mil a year. Lakers Heat. I like that. Philadelphia. And, and you put him on a team like that where he can, yeah, he goes in instead of James Harden. Yeah, I bet. And <laughs> you put him on, on a team where it's like, hey, we just need somebody with a little bit more leadership. I wouldn't put him on Philly just because. That's pretty much a guarantee that you're not winning the title. Mm-hmm. But
0: it's, oh come on! I, mean, I think you need <laughs> harsh. I like you, you need someone man. to
1: counteract his, his chokiness trying, in the, he's the playoffs. He's
0: to continue, he's trying to. Break I know, that but stigma. but Philly
1: already chokes in the playoffs. Yes, they do. And then you're going to add another <laughs> choker to that. Oh uh, man! Don't Call don't him
0: a choker. See, you heard that Am it, I, wrong? I you heard go, Look at the stats. Interview he did with Ryan Clark. He said now his daughter goes to school and people are te- like kids are telling his daughter, "Your daddy ain't never going to win the championship." That's I was like, cold, oh, that's cold. That's that cold. Is cold. That's, you know, somebody's daddy told this. Oh, to tell yeah, because he was oh. listening yeah. he was he was wagering. On Chris oh, Chris Paul. Oh man. Okay, yeah. so out of let's say he wants to go to contender. Let's say Lakers, Heat, uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, which one fits CP three better? Those are like those are contenders. Like, I think just the Sacramento? Lakers just because. <laughs> I
2: think Lakers just because.
0: I do. I think if I'm picking, I'll yeah. take the Lakers too. Just, just you know, LeBron already LeBron. said he's
2: already thinking about all kinds of stuff. Well, now CP3 is available.
0: But the Miami yeah. Heat's interesting, though. The the Heat's Miami, interesting. I think that's the Miami Heat could
1: move money around a little bit easier. That's, that's interesting. I, I, don't, I just don't think the Lakers have pretty much any flexibility trying to keep Rui Achimura, trying to keep uh, Austin Reeves. You don't really have a lot of flexibility – to To really do anything. So I, I, I don't know. If there is a way they can do it, it makes sense. But unless he's going to take a giant, giant pay cut, like veteran minimum pay cut, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Now, on the other side, on the Phoenix side of it, this is part of the new CBA. This is this is what's going to happen with the new CBA.
0: The massive, like you can't just, 40 like the million, State Warriors did, the luxury tax. It's, $40 million yeah. for
1: a guy who you feel is not worth close to that anymore. And you feel, look, it's going to hinder us making moves, hinder us making trades, hinder us signing people, because you can lose the mid-level exception if you're on that second tier of the cap. You can lose being able to make trades where you get within a percentage. Like There's a bunch of stuff you lose in that second tier of the cap in the new CBA uh, of the luxury tax. So this is the new part of, hey, man, we just need to shed off some of the salary. He's not really tradable unless we throw in a pick with him. Mm-hmm. So let's just eat the salary. I'm I'm super rich. I don't mind paying the money. That's that Matt Ishbia doesn't mind paying the money. Clearly, he just wants to try and fix this. I will say, everything he's done makes me believe that he is going to run this team in the ground pretty quickly. Just because he seems like he's he's dead set on winning right now, like he needs to win a title next year, or else all this is a loss. Right, and that is a bad way to run a franchise because what you want to do is hey, I want to open a window to win for the next five to six years. And if I win one or two, man, I maybe mean, I can win three in the next five to six years. But if you're like, I have to win next year and I will throw everything in the fire, then in three years, you're, you're SOL. And everyone's mad at you because now you, you, DeAndre Aiden doesn't want to be there and Kevin Durant's now. Clearly
2: he doesn't want to think care. Be- I don't think DeAndre Aiden wants to be there now anyway. That's true. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, especially not with Frank Vogel coming right. I like right.
0: the texture that brings up the Celtics.
1: Hmm. If you get CP3. rid of if you get rid of Jalen Brown,
0: yeah, that's what they bring up to trade Brown. So you trade Brown, sign 3
1: Yeah, no, that's hmm. definitely that's definitely a guy. And again, you know, one of those guys that I don't know if that's how I'm going to put in. The with, curse,
0: you already he's seen. older than yeah. the coach. Yeah,
1: he is. yeah, yep. he would basically be the
0: player. But coach. maybe that's why you want him. Yeah. Maybe that's why you won, because you saw yeah. your coach struggle. It was like, no, nah, man, he could use another coach here, but let's bring in CP three. He's basically a coach anyway. Yeah, yeah. we got
1: Sam Cassell now. We got- <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Like it could happen. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh all right. Let's get into the NBA finals here, gentlemen. Let's preview uh game three because it is a huge game. You gave the numbers earlier, Haraj, on uh the history of the winners of game three in the finals when it's tied one one. It's a big game. First uh game in Miami for the finals, and I've brought it up. You know how Bad, subpar. Denver is on the road. They've been, you know, below average all year long. They're twenty-three and twenty-five on the road. Miami six and two at home in the playoffs. And in addition to. Now things obviously switching uh, to Miami and the home court advantage, the dominant home court advantage uh, that the Denver Nuggets had They don't have anymore, but they got to figure out something in the fourth quarter of these games. Uh, right now, uh, Miami is basically uh, right now winning the fourth quarters um, if in the playoffs. They're plus 90. Right mm. now, totally, mm-hmm. total in the playoffs. Now, in this matchup uh, with the uh, Nuggets, I believe they're plus twenty-one uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, but the Nuggets plus twenty-nine in the first three quarters. But it is unbelievable what Miami's doing in the fourth quarter of these games. I went and looked at offensive and defensive efficiency in quarter by quarter for the Miami Heat in the playoffs. And it's, it's mind-blowing. The first quarter, they got a 110.9 offensive rating. Second quarter, 115.1 offensive rating. Third quarter, 116.3. Fourth quarter, 121.6. Fourth quarter offensive rating for Miami. Jump to the defensive side. Defensive rating, the lower it is, the better. Uh, 111.5 uh, in the first quarter. Second, 117.2. 117.6 in the third quarter. It is a 102.4. Defensive rating in the fourth quarter. They're just a different team in the fourth quarter. They are entirely. They've been they outscored. In. Yeah, they've been outscored in the in the first three quarters, the entire playoffs. But in the fourth quarter, they're dominating uh, their teams in the fourth quarter. They have the third best fourth quarter punt differential in in a single playoffs in NBA history.
2: Yeah, that's the interesting part for me is because of the fact that they are so bad, but they also <laughs> say. They don't care because they're still able Mm -hmm. to stick around until the fourth quarter. That's the other part of it. Yeah. If you try to blow them out, just like game one, the reason why the score got to where it was, they were were getting blown out, blown out. Like Denver should have destroyed them, but they let them back in, which is why Mike Malone was upset initially about it. We still got to win four games. We can't be out there just playing around. We got to do this. And then in game two – it came back to haunt them again because they didn't close out the deal. Now, some of that may be because of the fact that they are relentless, Miami that is. They are very relentless, and they will get after you, and they will play the entire four quarters. Some teams play three. Some teams play three and a half. Yeah. They don't finish out the game, mm-hmm. and that's what Miami Bills their um, – their mindset off of. You talked about it earlier, the undrafted points that are being scored by these players. Jimmy Butler, his game is not as pretty as it once was in the very beginning of it, but he did score 21 points in the second game, which kind of helped lead his team to the victory. It was a tight victory, but he scored enough points to beat them. Now let's see what happens on this game when they have to be more efficient and smarter in the fourth quarter because the numbers are there. You know the analytics are there, and the people have – it's it's right in front of your face. Mm -hmm. So if if we're getting them, they got them too. So they need to make sure that they're paying attention to what's going on in that fourth quarter. And this is going to be something too for Mike Malone – excuse me, Michael Malone. He's (laughs) got to make sure that he does a better job coaching too in the fourth
0: quarter. Yeah, he's got to do a better job. I mean, the Nuggets, to your point, they did have control over Game uh, Two. They had a fifteen-point lead yeah. in that game. They went on a twenty-nine-eight run. Guys, they had a forty-fourteen run in that game and lost. How the hell mm-hmm. do you have a forty-fourteen run and lose the game? Like that's crazy, right? Like I yep. don't. And and they still didn't. To Batch's point, they didn't score enough points um, for for Denver. You said what's your magic number? You said
1: one fifteen. One fifteen.
0: That's that's hard against Miami. What it is, is, it's DNA very easy against hard. Miami? No, no, man. it's
1: no no, exactly. Yeah. A- and that's what we saw is uh, we know the number for Miami is one hundred five. They get like that's the difference in the series. If they can hold mm-hmm. Denver to one oh five, they can win that game. I think they scored one oh eight in the last game. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Were able to win. So like that one oh five to one ten is where they can win it. Once it gets over one hundred fifteen, it's pretty much Miami cannot did, match that firepower.
0: What did Denver get one oh four the first game? Yeah, and they scored 93. (laughs) But they're holding them right down low. Yeah, defensively. And
1: and so you guys have to do it. I I think you also need to find out today you've got to let Jamal Murray try and take over early, Mm -hmm. try and get Jamal Murray going, and then you save Jokic a little bit more in that fourth quarter when things get a little bit harder and when they're pushing around. That's a good idea. You don't use his legs all up scoring 35 in the first half. You have him in the fourth quarter when Miami's really trying to shut it down. You go to the best player in the league and have him consistently put in two-pointers and just score two and score two. And when they're trying to come back from when they're down and you're just constantly just, just c- keeping them at bay, even if they're hitting threes, it's a long road to hit threes that consistently if someone's just consistently scoring down the other end. That's how I would try and build it. Now, Spolster is going to try his best, and the Heat are going to try their best to stop that from happening. We, we saw, I mean, Jamal Murray only got 15 shots in the last game. He had 10 assists but only got 15 shots because they know. They're they're trying to get they're they put trying Jimmy to,
0: Butler on them yeah, yeah. they put Jimmy, and they're trying Jimmy, to put the best but yeah. you,
1: you Jamal Murray we have seen what he could do in this playoffs you need him to come out and play at a higher level to start this game to just get the mood set of oh no we're Denver and we can because if he starts in shots then it makes it easier that they have to help off more and that gives Michael Porter Jr KCP more mm-hmm. wide open shots and that's when you get down and 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 then it's just Jokic in the middle. And anything you get added from Aaron Gordon offensively is a plus. Uh he's done well of not shooting a ton. He's done pretty well just he's hit some shots that he's taken mm-hmm. but hasn't taken a ton of shots. Yeah. So he's not a just, liability offensively. Yeah. He's not been him. a liability of yeah. hey man they keep giving it to him and he's taken, mm-hmm. you know, seven threes and he's hitting one. I think he went 2 for 2 last game. So it's it's not that he's taken a ton but if they're open he's hitting them. So if you're able to just get some more out of those other guys, which I think if Jamal Murray plays, but this is this is what Jokic's thing has been for, the whole, for his whole career so far. He needs a, he needs a second guy. Damn, and he hasn't right. had it. Yeah. And Jamal Murray needs to be that second guy tonight.
0: And, and honestly, I was listening to a clip of Steve Kerr on with Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr said that. He said Jamal Murray is the head of the snake. Um, essentially hinting that Jokic is the heartbeat. Like, yeah, Jokic, yeah, I mean, either way, you can, you can kill them two ways. right? You can take the head off the snake or you can take away their heart. And it's tougher to do that. It's just, it's almost impossible yep. strategically, uh, with personnel, whatever, um, schematically for you to take away Jokic. It's easier actually. To try to take away Jamal Murray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier to take away the other pieces. And I think that's the approach that they had. And it was a great adjustment by Spo to have Kevin Loves in the starting lineup. Um, I love Patrick's uh, counter, which is no, no, let Murray control the offense. Kind of yep. let him early on. And then you can close, let, let Jokic be your closer. Because you need somebody to help you close in the fourth quarter because you're getting dominated in the yep. fourth quarter. So you need somebody to help you close. That's your closer. And then maybe you get, you kind of force Jamal Murray. Um, into his groove early on. I like that idea, but it's going to be interesting to see the chess match going on. One other thing to bring up too—that's a—that's big. Bam had a bio, man. We're not giving him enough props. He is playing at a really high level. I just looked—he is leading Miami in touches per game and points per game in this finals. Field goal attempts and rebounds per game. And
1: what's yep. funny is he's—he's <laughs> another one of those guys that had a reputation of not showing up in the playoffs a lot. He had that yep. reputation, so this is a career-altering like a a legacy altering change the narrative he's yeah, changing the narrative because a bit. he is right now playing as consistently the best player in the series that's saying something when you're on a team with Jimmy Butler but he's been out playing Jimmy Butler in this series
0: yeah to that to, no. to your point um i love this little nugget so in game 2 um Jokic and bam both had four assists both but their four assists led to each of them creating 11 points um off of those four assists but bam had more passes bam actually yep. Tied uh, Jamal Murray with the lead in passes. He is active and they're running the offense uh, through him sometimes. Mm-hmm. It is, Bama's playing at a really high level, man. He's doing really well. So I think he's got to keep, keep that high level. And we still haven't seen playoff Jimmy yet. We see, haven't seen Hemi in the finals. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he shown up. He's, he's, he's doing what he needs to do. He's contributing in a lot of ways. He's not by any means uh, hurting his team. He's helping his team. No, but We he haven't does seen, we haven't we seen, haven't him seen take over again. We yet. haven't
1: seen playoff Jimmy since, what, game two or game three of the Eastern Conference Finals? Ever since Rob brought Slanted, it up, yeah. since he sprained his ankle. That
0: was early on, but he's been, tre- but, yeah, he, he's been trending he, down. He's been trending down. He had, yeah, he, yeah. he peaked. It seems like he peaked. Yeah. But you're going to get one Hemi game. You figure. And Is it going to be then, tonight? It needs to be tonight. Because what think, is the number on uh what'd you give oh, us? Oh, 81%. Uh, uh they,
2: if the whoever wins game three wins the, the tournament. And a, I, I got the a tournament. Feeling, I
0: got a feeling it is a tournament. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. Uh, I got a feeling Miami's gonna win game three. Yeah. Hey, man, and I'm not is, saying it's gonna win the series, but I got a feeling they gonna win game I, three. We can,
1: we can say we're both saying the same thing, though. This seems like a Jamal Jimmy game. Like yes. we know what Jokic's gonna do. We we're saying bam, we know he's been playing extremely consistent. This could swing on Jamal and Jimmy because we you look if you're if you're role players if mm-hmm. Miami shoots fifty percent from three again real good chance to win if if Denver shoots fifty percent from three they'll probably win but if if both those even out to thirty five percent which is still good thirty five forty percent then I think it's Jimmy out. and Jamal uh,
0: yeah because that's another thing you brought the three point shooting um, is worth the mention <laughs> um, that the Miami Heat have shot over forty five percent seven times in these playoffs six times. Uh they've shot over forty eight and a half percent. Mm. They shot sixty percent versus the Bucks once, fifty four percent versus the Celtics once, fifty one point six percent versus the Celtics from three point range, fifty percent. They shot over fifty percent three times versus the Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is nuts. That
2: is that is ridiculous. And they that sh- is absolutely ridiculous.
0: And they shot 48.6% in Game 2. That's the key for that. If they have three-point range, they're really, really tough to beat. So uh, we'll talk some more about that and keep up with that A uh, good NBA discussion. Gentlemen, there is a story that has rocked the sports world, and it's not the merger between the PGA and Liv. Say what? Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. it's a new home gentlemen we don't talk a ton of soccer but we are a soccer town and this is worth discussing we'll get into it on the other side and talk about the groundbreaking uh, unprecedented uh news that lionel messi heading to the MLS with inter miami we'll get into that on the other side right here on boston Line 104. i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore find out what happens when people stop being polite
1: Start getting real.
0: You ain't keeping it right. My God.
2: Okay. It's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts.
0: All right. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. I actually want to get to the Lionel Messi news because it is huge news now we are a soccer town uh with mls coming to town and, and of course uh we love austin fc and this is a mls story a huge one um and it actually does tie to the conversation we've been having the macro conversation about <clears throat> the pif and uh, a lot of the Saudi money and the merger between uh, the pif and the pga and live because Lionel messi reportedly gentlemen was offered one a three year deal worth one point six billion dollars from uh a, from a Saudi Arabian club Al Hilal. I hope I got that correct. Um, that was their final offer to Lionel Messi, and so he turned down. And it's from Front Office Sports a three year one point six billion dollar deal. Crazy money. So he
2: ridiculous is, that, amount it, of
0: money. Is, that is. It is ridiculous and That's why ultimately. I mean, the PJ was going to lose. I mean, these system too the, much
2: money. Yeah, the, they,
0: the money that they are yeah. throwing out there is just it's cartoonish. So Lionel Messi uh, decided to pass on that offer, and he is going to become a member of Inter Miami, mm-hmm. member of the MLS. How about this, gentlemen? The tickets, and after the news broke, the tickets already increased um, from eighty-one dollars to $422 Ridiculous. for their match versus LAFC <laughs> mm-hmm. September 3rd. How about this? It's currently cheaper to go to Game 3 of the NBA Finals in Miami for $416 than Lionel Messi's potential Inter-Miami debut against Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul which is $482 Ridiculous. for a ticket. Ridiculous. <laughs> Man, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, by the way, sidebar, Miami have yourself a hell of a sports season. Come on, man. What is going on with Miami right now, man? That's it. Right now, so you're talking about they enter Miami against uh, Lionel Messi, their MLS team. The Heat could end up winning the damn NBA Finals, and right mm-hmm. now they're 1-1. The Panthers in the Stanley Cup, and the Cage made a Final Four run, yep. didn't they? Yep. Wow. And they, everybody's excited about the Miami Dolphins and yeah. Tua, too. I to yeah. say, yeah. Because everybody's crawling. And everybody just got Fangio and just signed Jalen Ramsey. Miami is the spot right now. It's hot. They got a lot Sports-wise, going on. They got I, mean, I want to be in Miami too. Dog. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> Let's be honest. We all want to be there. I want to Hey, the Longhorns were just down there too. they, yeah. was, they was hot in Miami. Yeah,
2: and they they took Miami. They took Miami. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love Miami. Miami is a place for beautiful people. I still, I, I'll say it's the only place I've been where even the homeless people are pretty good looking. They're they're decent.
2: They are a lot of tan going they ain't on.
0: They even got ugly homeless people yep. out there. That's that's what Miami is all about. Uh Okay, how about this though? So. Just already the, the ticket market is responding to the Lionel Messi news. And the, the deal apparently is going to be a record—now, nah, it's not a, a record-setting deal. Um, It's not the first of its kind either, but usually you don't see deals like this. But MLS has done this before, and that's what I'll get into. But he's going to get revenue-sharing deals. This is why he passed up on Love the $1. $1. $1.6 billion from the uh, Saudi Arabian club, Al-Halal, because he's going to get revenue-sharing for the MLS season pass, which— I have Apple TV, so yep. I do get some. I don't out the season pass, but they give you like free access to some games when you have Apple They're TV. They give you a
2: couple minutes, too. Yes. Um, no.
0: So uh, he's going to get, like, apparently, revenue sharing of that. He'll also uh, get a revenue sharing of their Adidas deal. So mm-hmm. they have a deal with Adidas. He's, he's going to get some revenue sharing of that. Uh, and also, he'll have an option to buy ownership of one of the MLS franchises once he retires. And this is the important part. And shout-out to David Beckham, because he did it first.
2: Yes, he did.
0: Uh, David Beckham in his prime. And he, by the way, David Beckham owns Inter-Miami. I should have thrown that out there. He bought (laughs) Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami has been around. They debuted in March of 2020. He bought Inter-Miami, and it was based on a stipulation in his contract when he signed with the LA Galaxy. Now he earned, I think, $255 million in five years there. But remember... Um, he bought Inter Miami for just $25 million. Mm-hmm. Just for, uh give you perspective, right now, I believe the club is valued at $600 million.
2: Yeah. He, and he, he bought
0: it for $25 million. That was part of his contract when he signed with LA Galaxy. Now, Lionel Messi could end up pushing the overall valuation of the club now to a 1000000000 That They're going to be the first billion-dollar MLS team. Because now with Lionel Messi, the valuation is going through the roof as well it should. Now, the two, in 2007, at his peak... I remember when this was considered a big deal and really controversial. At his peak, David Beckham, one of the best soccer players in the world. He was with uh Real Madrid um and he was making about 20 million, I think, per season. Psh, make it bank. Yeah. And oh seven. He's <laughs> making 20 million per year. Yeah, Dialed <laughs> making in. Making a ton of money. And he went to the MLS and took a pay cut, by the way, to do it. Everybody was like, man, it's crazy to take a pay cut like that. That's insane. He took a six, he went to six million a year. That's all the MLS could afford to pay. I mean, MLS was just getting on its feet. Right. It's the biggest athlete that any MLS club had signed. So when the Galaxy signed him, they had to get creative, along with the six million salary. So basically, the contract had numerous long-term revenue and profit-sharing backloaded uh, incentives in it, um, and it tied to the upside of the league and the growth of the league itself. He insisted, or at least I should say, negotiated two lucrative long-term uh, clauses. He well, he got a percentage of LA Galaxy's revenue, that means concessions, tickets, yep. merchandising, bank. All right, and because LA Galaxy doing really well right now, and he also and it was unprecedented at the time. He also once he was retired, there was a clause, a contractual condition that allowed him to purchase a team for twenty five million dollars flat. If he had it, he could buy a team for twenty five million. Nine oh seven, the teams were worth, you know, they. They weren't worth much at all, honestly. I don't know how much. They probably were worth about $25 to Mm -hmm. $50 million. Now those clubs are worth $400 to $500 million. Bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what uh, David Beckham did, and it's paying off uh, huge dividends right now. And it just kind of shows you kind of the Uber marketing upside of, uh, of brands you know uh, kind of brand association in sports bringing a brand like David Beckham and bringing a brand like Lionel Messi to inter Miami is going to be huge uh, so give it up for David Beckham because he's the one that really kind of pioneered this type of deal and he knew all about it he has the owner of Miami and he uh, obviously gave Lionel Messi a very similar deal now they couldn't they couldn't give him ownership of a team because, like I said, now the teams are worth six hundred million, four hundred million. You can't do that now. But he ha- will have an option to buy ownership into a team. So, well, angle. that's the
2: beautiful thing for Messi too. I mean, he is a guy that that really has uh, transcended the game. You know, we were talking yesterday about he and Ronaldo and who they are as figures. As you said, Beckham was that guy. They made a movie about Beckham. Bend, bend it like bend it. Beckham. Yeah. And now you got Messi playing in the United States. Not only is it something that you talked about Miami and how their ticket prices have gone up, everybody's ticket prices have gone up for that game. It's like when we talk about Mm -hmm. Texas. When they go to certain areas, the ticket prices goes from one thing to it goes to a higher number because they know Texas fans will travel. The Yankees, other Dallas Cowboy tickets are are like that. So with him joining the league, it will transcend – the league. We talked about Zertan who came in and he was in Los Angeles. You talked about Beckham when he Mm -hmm. got to the league. There's different international people that transcend the league, and those are that's the one that's coming in.
0: Yeah, I know. You're a soccer household. Your yeah. uh, wifey played at the highest levels. Your kids love soccer. Yes, they still well, traveling with it now. Not all of them. Not all of them. Mama don't like it. Little mama don't like
2: it. Little mama don't like uh, it. Little mama ain't into it. But
0: uh, your kids have played soccer, and I know you're a big fan. You go to Austin FC games yep. a lot as well. And I love this text. Says, uh, Lionel Messi? Uh, more like Lionel Richie. Joe number two. Well done there. Well I like it. I like done it. <laughs> there. Uh, yes. Yeah, t- uh, the other texter says the new MLS club in San Diego's price tag was a uh, 500 million. So yep. that that's just a smart move by David Beckham at the time. And good for him. Because I remember at the time people thought, oh, man, this is this is kind of startup league you're you're linking yourself with. What if it doesn't last? Yep. And, yep. and you took a pay cut in your prime. Well. Paid off for
2: them. it Seems like it always works out uh, that way. Yeah, right? like
0: you said, the ticket prices right now for yeah. the Inter Miami games are through the roof. And all I said, the connection to the Saudi Arabian money. Yeah. Like it is just, it's 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 trying to uh as much as they can impact almost every international sport yeah. that they can. Um, I'm not saying that the NFL doesn't have to worry about it as much as baseball or basketball or soccer, the international and golf, the international sports. Uh, But I'm sure every 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 commissioner and every major sport, I should say, they got to be perking up doing some research now. Yeah, for sure. About, you know, the possibility that the Saudi Arabian money could try to infiltrate. Your sports I'm not like I say I'm not saying bad or good or anything. We've talked about this and it's a lot of you know, a lot of degrees of gray, right? It ain't just black and white. But uh man, he offered him three years, one point six billion dollars. Yep. I know soccer contracts are wild, but that is for three years? Yep. That for just three years, that's it? Whoa.
2: Yeah, give me some of that.
0: And he turned it out. <laughs> and he turned, that's a, that's a win, by yeah. the way, for those who are against the Saudi-backed sports washing to try to uh, try to wash away their international sins, if you will, human rights abuses and things of that nature. Uh, that's a win. I don't know how. And a lot of people are, you know, marveled and shocked at how my MLS pulled this off. They were able to get Messi, a true international star. I mean, are we talking about between Messi? Who's the biggest, most recognizable athlete in the world? Is it Messi? Oh, Ronaldo, Jordan. which one is it? It's one of the oh Lebron. I mean, it's like it's probably Lebron, Ronaldo, or Messi. I think Michael
2: Jordan still is
0: MJ. What yeah, about? That's that's, actually, that's actually yeah, an actual active athlete, not I, somebody. You know what I mean? Hey, Rocky actually is the <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> most recognized. <laughs> no, he yeah. is. They did a, yeah, a poll yeah. and like oh, like Rocky's up there, like
2: top five most recognized athletes. Not even a real athlete. I would I I would say I would say Ronaldo. Okay,
0: I will go with Ronaldo. Yeah. So yeah, now you said he's in that conversation with with Messi, but that they were certainly ready to pay uh, the big bucks. And man, cash rules everything around me. Cream, the cream, get the money, yeah, dollar, dollar <laughs> bill, y'all. Uh, yeah, but like I said before, you can't, we can't really escape the the Saudi money. It's it's everywhere, whether you like it or not. I mean, it's it's a big part of our it's society, more,
2: and it's more in we, our in our. Cycle now yeah. because of everything that's going on. How everything's gone about it? Because before you're more educated. Yeah, we're, you're definitely more educated.
0: Yeah, the PIF, which is the investment fund that's going to be the sole investor behind the merger of the PGA and and Live and everything else, it's the same PIF fund that has bought shares of 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 Disney recently. Yep. Um, showed the fund bought six point three million shares of Starbucks recently. They bought mm-hmm. 1.8 million shares in Microsoft. Uh, they bought a ton of shares in Alphabet, parent company of, of Google. Yeah. Uh, Disney, Facebook. I mean, they're they're putting that money. They're just, they're, <laughs> some people say they're just they're trying to wash it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but what do they got to wash it for? Who's coming for it? Mm-hmm. They ain't wash it. I think they're just trying to diversify. They're just trying to just having just all oh, money. Like no, why not di- If we're gonna diversify our portfolio, let's use it to get us a seat at the table. Well, and they're, sports they're is one of those things there. where it will allow them to get a seat at the table. Except well, yeah. they're
2: definitely at the table now.
0: Yeah, No, there's no question. No, yep. they are at the table. Uh, okay, let's come back. We'll get into some off the record on the other side. Right here on Ball Line. not Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Ooh, feels so 80s. Love it. It's uh, all 80s. <laughs> midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire plays jams uh, from soundtrack of a movie that inspired him. And based on the selections that are played, Hardy and I are supposed to gather clues and hints uh, that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And today, it's all about the Goonies. Um, And who's not a fan of the Goonies? Uh, It's a nice childhood movie. No doubt. I hadn't watched it in a while, but uh, still hits home when I get a chance to see it. Uh, Okay, I wanted to get into some off the record. We've got a ton of time here, so we'll try to stay on time. I'll just kind of go out some random factoids uh, that I didn't get to in Rod's Round the Day uh, about the Lionel Messi uh, signing with Inter Miami. He sold more PSG jerseys last year than Total Revenue. For the top earning MLS team, Mm. which was LAFC, 116 million. He sold 130 million in PSG jerseys just last year.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That's a big number.
0: 130 million. Yeah. He said one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. And uh, how about this? Inter Miami has added 2.1 million Instagram followers in the last eight hours. Man. That's 262,500 new followers per hour. That is 4,375 new followers per minute, 73 per second.
2: Run me
0: my money. They're already seeing the return yeah. on the, the the return on that investment immediately. Yeah, I mean that's that's really really big news. Um, all right, also big news. CP three has been waived by the Phoenix Suns. We've been talking a lot about that. I I saw somebody mention an interesting possibility that we didn't mention. We talked about how he wants to continue to play and wants to go to a contender, um, and you know that could be a number of teams. That could be boston if they trade jalen brown it could be hanging out with lebron and the lakers It could be the miami heat um it could be you know the throw another team out there that's a contender right now um they could also be in the discussion philadelphia i guess the bucks could be in a discussion mm. another team that wasn't brought up that i saw on twitter that's interesting is memphis considering everything that's going on um this is a guy who used to be president of the players association for a really long time CP3 has always been, you know, complimented for his leadership on teams. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want about him, you know, being cursed uh, and not being able to win the big one, uh, but everybody talks about him being a great leader. He's really mature. And I don't know if John Morant's played with somebody who would be considered an elder statesman that he looks up to. So whenever he gets on his suspension, which is inevitable, which will be announced after the finals, what are your thoughts, Ser on CP3 as a mem- member of the Memphis Grizzlies? as I don't- a contender. <clears throat>
2: I like it, but I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is because John ja Morant, if, if John ja Morant is going to be suspended, I think that's the only way it works. I, I don't see Ja wanting to learn from anybody. I know the reasons why people believe that, but Chris Paul, you and I were talking about this. He's not a punk. He's not going to go there no. and let you just act any kind of way. He's going to show you whether you want to listen or not, he is going to be that guy. But for me – I don't want – I don't think that's a good spot for him Mm. because of the fact that that team, although there's talent, I I don't think that they have what it takes. I know Ja keeps telling Mm. everybody we're good in the West. You are not. You are not good in the West. You got beat by LeBron. You got beat out by LeBron an aging LeBron, a team that is in disarray Mm. a lot of times. I don't think that that's the way to go. I think I love the fact of what y'all talked about, about the Heat. I love the fact that uh, we were talking about him going to L.A. But the L.A. thing, to me, is too old. Like, this isn't the time. He's he's past the time for them to win and him to be on that. It'd
1: be really funny if he just worked a thing with Adam Silver and he was like, I'm going to sign there, and Adam Silver denied it. Just to make everybody <laughs> mad for a day. They're like, no, nah, we
2: would never go in there. The place that I would want him to go would be Houston, to be quite honest with you, or San Antonio.
0: Houston, San Antonio, not contenders right now, though. They got a lot of young talent, but not contenders Yeah, right and now. I don't think
2: he really helps him a
1: ton right like away. Trey
2: Jones better anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. think, I think that there's guys that's like, okay, you can help mentor I think that, like, may is going to be setting the culture there. You don't necessarily want Chris Paul to set the culture. You want Ime to do it because he's going to be there. And that's the problem with Memphis. I, I don't think that Chris Paul wants to go there because there's already an ingrained culture. And all those players have been there for years. The coach has been there for years. And he's going to walk in and they go, can you change our entire culture? He goes, no. I, I don't want to do this. I didn't sign up for this. How much are you going to, you're going to pay me $8 million to do this too? You pay me forty, and I'll go change your culture. Yeah, I ain't doing it for no money to have a horrible year that I hate constantly talking to this dumb kid that won't stop being an idiot, and then walks around and go, we got this, and I have to go pull him in the locker room and go, stop saying things. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: stop. <laughs> uh, he's claiming, I, I believe the, uh, the rumor mill, maybe more than anything, is saying that Josh Kemp is going to claim that the gun that he was seen with in the latest Instagram video, Instagram incident, um, was a toy gun. That's and, just for and that's, rumor. That's look.
1: what they're going to say a month and a half afterwards, I know. as opposed to the second it happened. and went, "Hey man, sorry, that was a toy gun. Probably a bad look, but yeah. you know it was a thing. It was just
0: toy guns This video. You. you can't say. Hopefully, that was what they said right when he, you know, contacted them about the video. And then, just it's was gonna, more, then it's a more. Then it sounds like, it, but if you just came yeah. up with that excuse, I agree. Just even even if you did, oh man, don't have toy guns. Why would you? You don't have a child with you. To have, why would you have a toy gun? Yeah. As a grown man per- perpetrating I mean, I actually understand people who have who carry guns on them because they believe they have the right to carry. It's in the constitution. They go through all the, you know, the legal process of being considered a responsible gun owner and all the classes and I get all that and we can debate whether Where they should carry it or not. Is, but why would you So if he's done that, like I said, if he's a responsible gun gun owner, then great. And like I said he needs to he needs to show everybody his NRA membership.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also responsible <laughs> gun owners don't flash their gun during music videos. In I know car. that's so cool. how We the think thing. he's an
0: irresponsible gun owner, yeah. and he needs to change that narrative. Now,
1: now is this his theory? Is it, we're gonna say it's a fake gun? But this is like when you quit smoking cigarettes, and you have to have a you have a physical fixation. So you have to like put a pin in your mouth all the time. He's like, I am addicted to being an idiot, and so I have to have a fake gun so that I can wean myself off of being an idiot.
0: Oh man! Wow, the NBA. Gift that keeps on this giving, her. fantastic. It, it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> he is fantastic. And we, that's not even talk about
1: the finals. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. We got to the we got to finals a little bit, but still got multiple NBA stories. So same day we felt a little jealous that uh, golf stole a day from them on the sports calendar during the NBA finals. So they want to come back strong today, doing a good job. Uh, all right, we actually have a little bit more NBA uh, discussion. That's some Dame Lillard sound. I want to get to. We'll play that coming up in uh, the next hour. Also, uh, Cowboys minicamp notes, news notes. Nuggets. We'll get into that and possibly of the NFL investigating even more violators of their gambling policy. All that more right here on Ball Don't Laugh, Horn.